felt a little betrayed by my body at 35. I was healthy, I don't drink, I don't smoke, any of those things. And then, you know, here I am, 35, and I've got bilateral breast cancer. What, you know, what's up with that? And so on my sixth month of chemotherapy, I did a triathlon. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a jock. So I knew some days I absolutely couldn't do any kind of training, and I knew I might wake up on the day of the triathlon and not be able to do it, but it was kind of a way of me trying to conquer my body again, so off I went on the triathlon, and it was a lot of fun. It's bald and beautiful, and uh, successfully completed my mini tri. I remember right after I stopped the more aggressive kinds of treatment, the chemotherapy and the radiation, my spouse, who is a financial person and all about the future, wanted me to increase my uh, savings in my 401k. And I'm like, what do you mean? You want me to do that now? I said, give it another year. I want to spend money now, in part because you wonder, am I going to be around for retirement? I don't think that anymore. Now I max out on my 401, you know, every week, and I'm all about saving for retirement. But in the first year or two afterwards, I didn't want to increase. I wanted to go on my trips and my vacations now. I do a lot of work with people in recovery, and I think one of the most wonderful things that come out of 12-step recovery programs is a day at a time. Tomorrow's not a guarantee, and it's not a guarantee for anyone, but when you get diagnosed with a potentially life-threatening illness, it affects you in a slightly different way, and so let's live each day to the fullest. And I think I was already living my life that way, in part because of the work that I did, but I think after my cancer diagnosis, I have to make plans for tomorrow, but I have to live in today. The support group I was connected to did an Outward Bound program for women with breast cancer. So there were 20 of us that went out to a program in the middle of Boston Harbor, and we went in a hurricane for our weekend trip. And all the other groups canceled except the breast cancer survivors for the high ropes part of that course. The goal is to get to the top of the tower. and. I, in my typical fashion, wanted to go the more challenging route, and I fell after a third of the way up. I was like, damn it, I might not get the opportunity to do it again. And fortunately, I was really lucky, and we did have time for me to try again. And I went the easy way, and I made it up to the top. And so one of the greatest things I took from that experience is sometimes the easier way is the better way. I've kind of taken that and even though I challenged myself physically, I just jumped out of a plane with my nephew and done some other kind of crazy stints. Sometimes getting to the top is more important than going the harder way. You know, those are things that I've taken from my cancer experience and that I've integrated in my life, and I think all of those things make me a better person. For that, I'm, I'm grateful. Even though most of my patients today have no idea that I'm a cancer survivor. There's a way that I listen, I think, that is a little bit different because of that experience. And I think it's actually helped me be a better social work provider because I know both sides. You get it. You know what it's like to be on an inpatient unit and have a roommate who kept you up all night or, you know, have the doctors coming in with more tests and stuff. You know what it's like. Don't make assumptions about any of your patients. I'm an athletic girl, I'm a lesbian, you know, whatever. And I don't remember this, but my partner does. She remembers the surgeon saying, you know, when we made the decision to have the bilateral mastectomy, you'll always have the athletic body that you wanted.
I didn't hear it because if I had heard it, I probably would have gone ballistic. He was actually quite a wonderful surgeon and quite lovely with us, but those kind of statements, it's making an assumption that that was what I wanted. No, I'd rather have my boobs. I don't, and I, I deal with that. I chose not to have reconstructive surgery, so I wear prosthetics and I wear them at work. I've got beautiful double A. When I'm out of work, I don't wear my prosthetics. In part, they fall out of bathing suits, they move around. I play a lot of golf and I go out a lot as a single player and sometimes I'll get hooked up with guys. And when you are golfing and wearing a mastectomy bra, it moves away from your body, and so it gets in the way of my swing. It feels uncomfortable, it's shifting. There was this company that made breasts that supposedly adhered to your chest wall, so I called them the golden boobs because they cost like $5,000. I had to fight for my insurance to get them, and it was 5000 each. So then I go to the golf course because I'm all excited I can wear my breasts when I'm golfing. Because sometimes guys will look, and it's pretty clear I'm flat. So. I go to the driving range with the boobs and I wore a regular bra because that's what I was told I could and so I start golfing and I'm hitting the balls and then I feel a shift. <laughs> Usually I don't wear tucked in shirts, thank God that day I did because next thing you know the boob is down at my waist in my shirt. So I think you can do stand-up comedy about some of the, the things and for me, you know, I was relatively small-chested anyways so it's not a huge difference but it's not only your own perception, but others' perception. Over time, I'm less self-conscious about that stuff. Technically, I didn't end treatment until a little over a year ago. First year, I had bilateral mastectomies. Then I did two different kinds of chemotherapy because of the aggression. And then I thought I was going to get away without needing radiation, but then they felt like it was safer and better to do the radiation. I then had 15 years of hormonal treatment. I sometimes joke with people that cancer is the gift that keeps on giving because at every step along the way, there's different things, like there've been nodules that they followed in my lung because I had some exercise-induced asthma following chemotherapy, and because the scans are so good, they pick up stuff that really isn't anything to worry about. But once they see something because of the history, they have to monitor for a certain amount of time. I had some GYN issues and ended up having hysterectomy. So it's not something I worry much about coming back. I'm 16 years out. I'm extremely healthy. But I still take care of myself. And every year when I go and I look at my labs and my cancer markers, I'm like, yay. But you never know when something's going to pop up. There are some people who will always see you through the cancer lens. And that's on them. You know, that's, that's their issue, not mine. I'm 16 years out from my diagnosis. And there are still some people when I'm walking through the halls of the hospital, the first question, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Start with telling me what's happening with their kids or tell me what's happening in their lives or ask me how work was or what did you do last weekend? And then ask how I am. It's part of my life. It's not my whole life. And when I was in treatment, it was more a part of my life. I'm good. I'll let you know if um, I'm not, but ask about other things in my life. Some people want to be asked every time. I didn't. Whatever works for you, teach your friends. There are some friends that I had I consider really good friends, and they couldn't deal with my diagnosis, and they disappeared. 
And that was sad. Some people can't deal with it. Some people I got closer to during diagnosis. So use your support systems. Help them help love and support you. Figure out what works for you and then get the support. And when your mind goes to, I'm going to die, you're living today and try to celebrate each day, even if the day sucks. You know, I lost 25 pounds on chemotherapy because none of the anti-nausea medication worked for me. Too bad medical marijuana wasn't available because that was the only thing that helped a little bit. I was miserable. I was sick as a dog. But, you know, I still tried to put good things in each day, no matter how crappy I felt. And that made it easier to get through.